0: welcome to inbound agency journey this is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies shortcomings and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency now here are your hosts andrew and gray
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number nine of Inbound Agency Journey. Gray McKenzie, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dimsky. In today's episode, we've got an awesome interview. Andrew talking with John McTighe from Kuno Creative. John is located down in Texas, and they dive into all kinds of good stuff from how John wakes up cleaning out the barn every morning, To some of the things and the processes that they've put in place to scale their agency and become one of, at the time of this recording, only two diamond HubSpot partner agencies in the world. Andrew, what were maybe one or two of your big takeaways from this conversation with John? John
2: and Chris run an awesome team. They've got an awesome agency. Their clients are very happy. I think that they've won HubSpot's Happiest Customer Award in 2014. So they're doing things really well. They've got a good system in place. What I took away from my conversation with John was that even when you are at the top, so to speak, don't get comfortable there. Continue to innovate, continue to push yourself and improve. And he shared the exact process that they go through to create laser-focused client campaigns. And they discovered this by doing it first on themselves, being the guinea pig, so to speak, in that sense. And what I found striking was that John said, due to the success that we've seen with this new tactic, we've completely changed the way we deliver our marketing services. And that's that's big. They were not a small team by any stretch of the imagination before they started doing that. But they've made this shift now towards targeted campaigns where they understand the persona. They understand a specific topic that they want to talk about to that persona. They blog about it on the client site. They guest blog about it. They look at Uh, Retargeted advertising, LinkedIn advertising, social ads, all centering around a focused piece of content. I think it's a brilliant strategy, and I love the way John just kind of pulled the curtain back and shared that with all of us.
1: Yeah, it was great to hear him talk about the verticals that they're targeting and how they did narrow it down, and how it sounds like they have one vertical that's kind of a little bit higher up the totem pole than the other verticals. But he talked about along with the focus on verticals and the focus on, you know, they've moved away from working with a lot of smaller companies, general customer for them is going to be at least 10 million in annual revenue. And he talked about the mindset that you have to have in helping not only for their own agency, they had to go through this first and say, okay, if we're appealing to some people specifically, that probably means not appealing to other people specifically and talked about how they've transferred that over to help them select customers that are going to be successful for them and john talked about learning from their mistakes and so one of the thoughts that i had andrew was just this is a part of how they keep their customers happy because they pick the right people to work with in the first place and i thought that that was just a powerful reminder that even though it's hard to say no to things that one of the big benefits of that is you wind up with happier customers
2: yeah yeah I agree with that. I love how they how you say that they have to train their clients to work with them. How if their clients are not willing to let them talk to their customers during the process? That's a question they ask during the sales process. That's a qualifying question. I thought that was awesome. A lot of insight there into what positions us for a good client because a, a bad client is you know, at first it tastes good because you get revenue coming in, you got to sign signed contract. But it's such a drain to have a client that doesn't fit your agency culture won't follow your processes. So it's, it's a mark of wisdom to screen those clients up front and say, hey, if you're not willing to allow the agency to talk to your customers, this is perhaps a relationship that is sort of not starting off from the strongest point. So I respect them for screening their clients in that way. I think that's, I think that's wise.
1: Dimmer, what do you think about one of the things we've heard twice now recently from Chris Handy and now from John? Um, Chris talked about how they have like an open work environment with the clients, so the clients can see everything that they are doing as far as the project management system. And John talked about how clients get to see the detailed processes that they have, and that helps align expectations and stuff. And as uh, we're thinking about how we can better share the process. And set client expectations from the beginning. Is there anything that stuck out from what John said today, or um, any thoughts on how we can do a better job of that?
2: Yeah, I think
1: it's. I think
2: that's where do inbound is going to be such a great tool. Is when you can. I th- I envision do inbound being used during the sales process, where you've got a, a a process that your agency follows. You you build out the what twelve months would look like in process, and you share that with a prospect during during the sales process and you can see how much goes into it you know you can show them how valuable it is to have a partner who understands inbound and has a proven process and framework in place going back to the interview with rob bailey have a framework in place that you bring to your client give them that swimming lane that will give them structure to go through to help them see their goals Go into this conversation with John. Train your clients to follow the process. You're hired as a consultant. And I think if we can show them that the amount of work that goes into delivering these services, the level of complexity that is involved in a streamlined and understandable way, a way that does not overwhelm, is going to be valuable. And bringing that client into the workspace, I think, does a good job of keeping your team accountable accountable because the only fear would be what if they see us scrambling what if they see us saying something that we wouldn't want to necessarily see them we wouldn't want them to see us say i think that's a good check on the agency it's a good check on your imc's on your contractors on your employees whoever it is you know everything that you're communicating communicate as if the client is in the room communicate as if the client is right there i think that does a I i think that positions us in a good place as an agency as a team and i'm looking forward to continuing to hone this process to bring our clients in on that whole process it's not something we do right now but i know it's something that we're in the process of of phasing into
1: cool i'm excited for that day as well and we just need to buckle down and do the hard work to get there with that let's dive right into andrew's interview with john we'll learn from kuno and the lessons that they've learned and use that to accelerate our agencies right after a quick word from our sponsor.
0: This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show.
2: John, would you mind opening us up by just sharing a little bit about yourself, how you got started and how Kuno came to be?
3: Sure thing, Andrew, and I uh, appreciate you having me on the show today. Um, looking forward to a uh, conversation. Um, my, inter- my my story is kind of interesting because I have a, a, two lives that I've led. One, uh, I moved down to the Houston, Texas area back in the uh, early 80s to work for Shell Oil Company. So I, I'm a geophysicist by background. And uh, you know, several years later, I got more and more interested in uh, information technology and software. And so I, I actually quit the uh, oil industry back in uh, the 90s and started working for software companies selling uh, oil and gas software. And that's where I got my um, sales and marketing background. So I went all around the world, selling software to companies in you know the Middle East and South America and places like that. And uh, you know learned a lot about uh, sales and marketing the old the old school way before the internet even came along. So um, the next kind of stage in in my life was I got interested in the internet and um, decided to quit the software industry and started my own web development company back in uh, 97 and that's when things were really just getting started. The first kind of internet bubble was at the end of the 90s Um, and that's where I met my partner. So in 2003 uh, my partner Chris had started Kuno Creative as a, a traditional marketing agency up in the Cleveland, Ohio area and we connected online. It was like an early version of freelancer.com. And um, he was looking for someone to do websites. And I was looking for work, and we just hooked up. And uh, we've been together ever since. We we merged back in 2004, so I've been in, at Kuno since then. As a partner of his, um, my official position is executive vice president, but... Um, I'm kind of the evangelist of the company. I do a lot of thought leadership, a lot of speaking, a lot of blogging and he's really the operations guy. So, you know, I give him credit for everything we've, we've become, you know, he's helped to, to really put the agency together and grow us. And together we've done sales. um, And, um, the rest is kind of history. We've been in inbound marketing since the early days of inbound marketing in 2007 and eight, and uh, our agency has transformed into full-time inbound marketing agency, so we, that, we, don't, we don't do much else anymore.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. And I love the story of two people coming together with very different skill sets and different backgrounds and combining those forces together to build something awesome. It sounds like that's what you and Chris have been able to do here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're birds of a feather. I mean, we think alike in a lot of ways, but we also bring a, a very different perspective to everything we do. And um, our talents are a little bit different, so we kind of complement each other.
2: That's awesome. Now, you mentioned that your role is kind of around the, the evangelists. Uh, and when we were up in uh, Boston a few weeks ago at HubSpot's Innovation Summit there for agencies, you shared an awesome presentation about some of the the blogging and the campaigns that you've been structuring at Kuno um, over the past few months. Would you mind giving us a little bit of an overview on the type of a campaign you built and how that has helped drive leads for you guys?
3: Sure. Um, Yeah. So just jumping back like a couple of years, we, you know, like most inbound agencies, we started out kind of um, trying to do a little bit of everything for everyone. And, We found that that was becoming more and more of a problem because we didn't really specialize in anything. We weren't doing anything particularly well, and our clients were kind of all over the map, so we had to kind of relearn things every time we got a new client. So we decided to start really differentiating ourselves, to really focus on one or two um, industries and skill sets. And we came up with three. So we we really specialize now in um, technology and software companies um, in the range of 10 million and up. Um, we don't do a lot of work for you know really small businesses anymore. Um, and then the other two niches are kind of legacy uh, niches that we've been in for a while. One is is kind of specialty manufacturing. So imagine uh, like, like a medical device company. okay. And then the third one is is um, kind of a spin-off from that. So also kind of a healthcare focus, but really not for doctors and hospitals, but more for medical services, medical software. Okay. So there's there's some overlap there. Gotcha.
2: Um, but
3: what we really wanted to try to do is take that experience and deliver a new kind of service that's really very targeted. So, you know, instead of kind of uh, delivering say you know three or four blog posts a week and one ebook a month or you know whatever it is that we used to do, we wanted to do something that's much more focused on our our clients' customers. and so we spend a lot of time interviewing them and interviewing their customers, setting up buyer personas. And really customizing every message that we send out to them or put in front of them on the website to fit exactly their needs okay so this campaign was all about one of our verticals so we're, we're also doing our own marketing and this was for the technology and software industry, um, especially the software as a service companies and so we built a campaign around that with a uh, kind of high- level ebook. SaaS marketing for ceos and we tried different channels to put it out there to publish and get response and uh, we had a lead nurturing campaign to follow up on that with very personalized emails about you know just how to improve your SaaS marketing and the interesting thing about it was that of all the channels we tried publishing the a blog post on hubspot has delivered um well over 600 new leads just from that one blog post that's awesome so it's been an amazing experience and you know we obviously not every company is going to have that advantage yeah Uh, we're leveraging our partnership with hubspot but you know you can find other channels that are similar to that that have a lot of a lot of followers and um really gain a lot of traction just from a single blog post
2: yeah so do you, do you apply a similar approach where you clearly identify a specific persona that you want to go after in a specific vertical and then work through a guest blog? Is that, is that part of your client servicing package now that you've seen success inside of your own agency? Do you apply the same framework to your clients?
3: We do. In fact, that's really all we do now is, is uh, we've kind of thrown away the old sort of general marketing strategy and gone really targeted. So the first thing we do is this same process. Um, we might do a website or something around that same kind of messaging, but the the real focus of our service is these very targeted campaigns. Because what we want to do is deliver results. Yeah. We don't, don't want to deliver deliverables. We want to deliver results. And, and this seems to – you get conversion rates that are two or three times higher than you normally get with just kind of a general campaign.
2: Okay. Those are fantastic results that 's awesome to hear and i 'm sure your clients are really pleased to see it as well oh
3: yeah well it's it takes a little education because they haven 't thought about it this way you know they They do think about who their customers are, but they don 't tend to want to really focus in on any one niche at a time so it's it 's different
2: yeah i 've definitely hit that struggle at guava box where you 'll talk to, especially in the industrial manufacturing space, there can be so many applications to a product, it can be hard. To all, they think about is the folks that we're leaving out of this, as opposed to the setting a target and running after it. Do you see that kind of a f- uh, friction at all, where they're worried that you're missing all these other types of people that could be buying from us?
3: Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's very common, and you just have to you have to teach them how to be your client as you go. So you you can't just sort of listen to them and just do what they say. You know, and, and that's something we've learned over the years is. You know, the best clients, the ones you really want to look for are the ones that are gonna to listen to you That's and it. trust you to to do what you know how to do.
2: Okay. Now that, that transitions us into another question I'd like to ask you around a sort of a failure that you guys have seen or a weak spot that you've seen in your agency. Have there been any struggles that you guys have gone through that you've learned from or that have changed a process internally as you guys have continued to scale the way you have, that you point back to and say that that struggle made us stronger? Well, I think that, yeah,
3: the hardest thing you can do is get everybody on the same page in, in your company and doing things the same way so that you're you're always doing, you know, you're always following a process. You're always pretty sure where you are in the process and it, everybody's accountable. And if you don't do that, what happens is your your customers get confused and they don't they don't know where they are, they don't know what's going on, um, and they get you know they get really nervous about that if, if they don't have that same kind of visibility. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time in the last two or three years building our processes out and making sure they're really detailed, and everybody knows what to do, for example, how to build a website, how to generate do one of these campaigns. you know, we have detailed processes for all of those things. And we share them with our customers so they know what to expect. And then we also, when we hire people, we, we take them through those processes you know, as they're onboarding. Okay. So it, it makes things a lot easier and you're not just kind of winging it all the time. That's probably the worst thing we, we had as a problem was just sort of winging it.
2: Okay. Have you seen, are there any specific processes that you guys have been able to iron out? over the past few months that have really helped alleviate, whether it's client friction or internal team confusion, anything specifically that has really helped you guys out?
3: Well, probably the most important has been this uh, client onboarding process. So we take them through the, the buyer discovery. Um, we call it the Buyer Insights Report. And it, it really helps discipline them to think in terms of what their customers are looking for and not what they're looking for. So you have to get them out of that mindset. So okay. this, that process has been super, super helpful in getting them on the same page with us and also helping us to understand what's the best strategy for them.
2: Okay. Is, so, is that like an, is that an interactive like workshop-type environment, or is that just an online meeting where you bring in some folks? Can you shed some light on how you achieve yeah. that sort of a mind shift in those folks? well the best ones
3: are when you have a workshop and you get everybody in a room well not everybody you don't want too many people but a few people at a time you get them in a room during a workshop sort of a structured two one or two or three day event and you you know you come out the other end with with all of the the plan basically um, that really super works super well but we can't always do that, you know. Some of our customers are in Australia or Belgium or something, so you can't always just get on a plane or, or even a car and you know go go do that. Sure. So we we do some of this online, and um, the interviews may very well be between one of our brand journalists and one person. That's usually the best approach. So we don't do a lot of the interviews live, but we do the kind of the uh, strategizing. In a room, okay. Whenever we can,
2: okay. That's great. Yep. Now, as you're as you're onboarding clients and you're managing this process, do you guys have you know any tools that you use that help streamline the workflow that other folks out there who are trying to grow and build up an inbound agency might not have heard of or might not have implemented that you have found to be really helpful?
3: Well, I'm not sure about the not have heard of part, but um, we use um, we use Google Docs for everything we do internally and we whenever we can we use Google Docs for collaborating with clients on, on any kind of written documents. Um, we use Hangouts internally all the time because we like video. We really want to see the other person's face when we're talking to them. Um, we use GoToMeeting for client meetings just because it's it's so stable and it you know usually they 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 can get into it pretty easily. Um, and then we use Basecamp for sharing stuff with our, our clients. I'm sure most people use those tools. Um, the only one I can think of that I really like um, that I use a lot is Balsamic, which is for wireframing.
2: Okay,
3: it's a really nice tool for you know giving people an idea about. It could be for a web page or it could be for a campaign. Just kind of drawing out how that's going to look, as if you had a whiteboard, you know, and you could just kind of draw stuff up. Oh, that's cool. It's a nice tool. Yeah.
2: So I guess it gets gets everyone on the same
3: page visually a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the tool that we're most excited about is the HubSpot CRM. Okay. We're using that ourselves now. I think we're going to roll it out as a, as a, not really a product, but as an emphasis for our services because so many of our clients are really kind of clueless when it comes to sales Mm -hmm. and, and, and sales and marketing alignment. And, um, it's pretty powerful. I don't know if you've had a chance to use it yet, but it's it's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, we love it. We use it internally here and mm-hmm. we're kind of on the same thought wave in terms of rolling it out as part of our services, uh, trying to figure out if that lays on top of the marketing or if it rolls afterwards or where it fits into the line. But I think the clients are going to see more out of the leads that they'd get from inbound if they're utilizing a tool like the HubSpot CRM. Right. Nice. So when you um, when you're going about you know the research process to get into these focused niches, are spe- specifically from like the guest blogging angle, are there any any tools or how are you going about researching to identify where these audiences are in various niches? Um, do you have any any tips or anything that you'd share in that sense, or how do you go about that process?
3: Well, we don't really use a, a research tool. What we do do is interview the stakeholders in the company. So, it's usually the sales team, the sales managers, maybe the product managers, and we ask them, you know, who their customers are and where, you know, which ones can we go talk to. And then we interview them and we find out an awful lot about how they are influenced um Their buying decisions, you know, the process they go through, where they go for information. So, we usually get it that way. Okay. Which is the most personal way you can do it.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. Go straight to the source. Yeah. Awesome. We can't always do that. You know, sometimes they don't want us talking to their
3: customers and and then we have a problem. So, we actually use that as a a bit of a a requirement in the sales process. Oh, okay. Ask them, you know. our process is is this, you know, we interview your customers, we find out what they you know, what makes them tick, and is that okay with you, you know? And if they say no, then uh, we got a problem.
2: Okay, that's awesome to screen that out before it even becomes yeah. an issue. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, l- you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> you <laughs> made oh. that mistake enough times. Always, yeah. oh, that's great. Uh, one, one last question here, John, and it's shifting gears from the company side to more your personal side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to know, you know, as a, as a business leader, as an influence here, what is uh what does a typical morning look like? What is your morning routine that really sets you up for success on any given day?
3: Well, that's funny. You and I were talking before this, uh, about how I live on a small farm in Texas. So, um, you know, kind of unusual, I live on a 10-acre ranch out in the middle of uh, south-central Texas. So I, I commute every, telecommute every day. I'm one of three remote employees full-time. Um, and so my day starts off, you know, I have some coffee and stuff. But then the first thing I do is go out and scoop horse poop out of the barn. I mean, literally every day, that's my chore. That's so awesome. It, it makes you humble a little bit. <laughs> You know, here I am. Yeah, uh, you know, this is this is my my job now.
2: Oh, that's good. Every connection to the
3: earth. But what it does is, is actually gives me about forty five minutes to think about what I'm going to try to accomplish that day. Okay. You know, instead of just jumping into it.
2: That's awesome.
3: So I do that, and uh, you know, I'll either come up with a blog post idea, or maybe a, a new way of contacting somebody, or a campaign idea, whatever it is. That's awesome. Um, so that kind of lights up my morning and then um you know I'm usually I'm usually connecting with people almost all day either client calls or internal calls or I'll try to set aside some time for both writing you know either blog posts or ebooks or whatever and also social media I think that's really important okay. as a thought leader you got to you got to connect so yeah I use the HubSpot tool. I, I, you know, share our posts and uh, try to connect with other thought leaders. Use a lot of hashtags, so I'm really trying to do this this um, targeted approach to that too. And um, yeah, you know,
2: that's kind of how my day goes usually. That's fantastic. Well, John, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to just share some insights and give us kind of a peek behind the curtain on how things run at Kuno and just how you guys have been able to build such an awesome agency there. Uh, If folks who are listening would like to get in touch with you, what are one or two ways that are are best to get in contact with you?
3: Um, You can contact me on Twitter at at jmctigue, J-M-C-T-I-G-U-E, or just email me, john at kunocreative.com.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, John. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.